Hey everyone, Frankie Barnhill here. Let's jump right into it with a long-distance call to a listener on a Florida beach. She has a question about her Idaho Hello. community. My name's Melissa Hamilton, and I currently live in McCall, Idaho. Melissa works at the University of Idaho Extension Office in Cascade, but when I spoke with her, she was actually on vacation with her family. However, I am in Venice, Florida, on vacation and I have my baby here on my hip and it's sunny and warm. She spends a lot of time thinking about the region's future. When she heard we were looking for questions about the West Central Mountains, she first thought of this statement she's heard people make. We are a family-friendly community. I hear that and and then I look at the demographics of our area and it's predominantly 55 plus. And so my question was, why is the demographic in the West Central Mountains primarily 55 plus? I wonder, are we really a family-friendly community? Are we attracting families to our area, or are we attracting retirement folks? According to census data, about 24% of the people who live in Valley County, where Melissa lives, are 65 or older, and about 28% of the population of neighboring Adams County are in retirement age. Compare that to Ada County, where Boise is, which only has about 14% of residents in that 65-plus age group. So what's going on here? How does this age gap impact life in the West Central Mountains? Are there any downsides for a region when the population skews older? Stay with me. We'll learn from an expert who can help answer those questions on this episode of Wanna Know Idaho. Thank you for calling the Idaho Department of Labor. For English, press 1. For Spanish, press 2. Okay, calling the extension. Check 1, 2. Department of Labor, this is Sam. Hey, Sam, it's Frankie in Boise. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I can hear you now. Great. Go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, tell me the title I can refer to you as. Yeah, um, my name is Sam Wolkenhauer, and I'm a labor economist with the Idaho Department of Labor. So one of our listeners had this question, why is the average age of people in the West Central Mountains higher than in other parts of the state? And so, yeah, I wanted to reach out to you and to the Department of Labor because I feel like maybe you could help me answer this question in some way Mm -hmm. or another. Um, So how would you start to answer that question? Um, well, there's two things that I would say about that. The first is that what people are, are noticing kind of anecdotally about the age of the population in those areas is true. It matches what we see in the demographic numbers from the Census Bureau. And the second thing is that this is not necessarily something that's unique to um, the, the West Central Mountain area like Valley County. This is pretty typical for rural Idaho in general. Um, so we see this as a, a pretty broad, broad-based rural phenomenon that rural Idaho is getting much older than the urban areas. How long has that kind of split been going on? Uh, we've been seeing that happen for the last 10 or 15 years, that the, the 65 and up population in some of the rural counties in the area has been growing pretty quickly since the early 2000s. And it has a lot to do with the baby boomers uh, as a generation reaching their retirement age, and that that tends to that tends to coincide with moving. Um, 
people finish their careers or they're maybe they're looking at their last job before retirement. And so they start thinking about where they want to live out their retirement. And in a lot of cases, that means moving to rural areas where maybe the quality of life is a little more what they're looking for. Life's a little slower. Housing is more affordable, things like that. You know, we've heard, of course, about young people in rural parts of the state who aren't able to get jobs or not the jobs that they want um, and industries closing down, um, you know, extraction industries, perhaps that 50 years ago, their grandparents would have been employed in one of those jobs when they were 20, but they don't, they're not around anymore. Um, and nothing that pays as well has really replaced that economy. Is that also part of it? Yeah, that's definitely part of it. And that's a pretty typical thing that we're seeing, not just in Idaho, but kind of in the region that we'd call the whole inner mountain west. So that would include like Utah, Colorado, et cetera. Um, You see more and more economic activity getting concentrated in the cities. And so that means that young people, when when they graduate high school, they move to the city to work And there's a sort of counterflow of people looking to retire who are moving into rural areas. So we're seeing a sort of two-way flow of young people into urban areas and uh, new retirees out of the urban areas. And this is certainly true in Idaho because we are a rural state. Do you see anything with, um, I'm thinking of retirees who want a second home or, yeah, have decided to retire there, who are attracted to that region specifically? Maybe they're on the the upper end of the economic slide uh, versus folks who are choosing it because it's actually cheaper for them. Yeah, I think that a lot of it has to do with the natural amenities. You think of two communities that are kind of similar in that regard, even though they're on opposite sides of the state. Um, Compare McCall and Sandpoint up here in northern Idaho. Very similar. Both kind of have a resort town kind of vibe. They've got the lake, all the natural amenities. And we're seeing pretty similar demographic changes in both of those areas where the population is becoming much, much older. And at the same time, there are not a lot of industries there that offer the kind of jobs that millennials tend to look for. Um, Things like, you think especially of like tech and information sciences. And so you you get the millennials moving out at the same time that the retirees are moving in. Okay. And and I don't want to assume that this is necessarily a problem, but what problem does do arise when a region um, has a concentrated number of people who are 65 and older or a higher proportion than in other parts of the state? Or are there no real problems from an economic standpoint? Well, from an economic standpoint, the, the only concern there is labor shortages. If you have a growing population of people who are retirees and That means they generally have spending power because retirees generally have more wealth built up than young people do. So you have a larger population of consumers, but but if if your working population is shrinking, it can lead to labor shortages, and that puts upward pressure on wages and can make it tricky for employers. So I'll just use Valley County as an example. In 2000, there were 4.5... Um, working people, working age people for every person over the age of 65. And last year, that ratio had shrunk to uh, close to 2.5. So it's, it's, it throws off the ratio of working age people to retirement age people, and that can make it tricky for employers. What's the solution? Like, what, what can be done about this? There's not necessarily like a, 
like a, a policy that the state or local areas can adopt. It's just the function of how markets work. It's supply and demand. So when you have a labor shortage, that always puts upward pressure on wages. That's not a that's not something that's unique to these rural areas. It can be a little bit more difficult for smaller communities to grow their labor supply. Uh, part of it certainly has to do with the affordability of housing. Um, we see that all across Idaho that uh, baby boomers really control the housing market right now. They have a lot of the spending power. They also generally already own homes that they're selling. And so they're they're really controlling the housing market, which can make it difficult for millennials to live in the place where they work. Uh, if you've, you've heard that expression, um, usually you hear that in relation to places like San Francisco, where rents are just out of control and People in the service sector there can't afford to live in the city where their job is, but it's a problem to a smaller extent in rural places as well. And really, that's kind of the inevitability that we're facing with our demographic situation. We always knew that the baby boomers retiring was going to create um, some friction in the labor market because we're talking about upwards of 80 million people uh, making a, a major transition through stages of life. And so... Of course, that's going to create some friction in the market. Do you see there being a time where those younger folks then come back to those rural areas? I mean, what's going to get them to come to come back? Because, you know, eventually those 65 and older folks are going to pass away. And where, who will be in that those rural areas anymore? Well, there's two things that could bring young people back. One is going to be higher wages. I mean, that's the main the main driver is what people can earn and what they can get for their salary. Uh, but the other thing that we're kind of seeing is that uh, millennials are starting to move back to smaller communities once they start having families. Um, they go to college, they move away to big urban areas to work, and then when they want to have a family, when they want to have kids, they tend to kind of move back towards where they came from. So there, there is, I guess we could call it sort of a life cycle component to all of this. And then those jobs, though, that they maybe got in the city, are they bringing those jobs back potentially? Is that the hope? Well, the hope is that they can telecommute. And we see that in, in larger and larger numbers that um, more employers, especially with young employees, are comfortable with them working remotely. And so we see that in, in a lot of our our small communities that we're starting to see this leading edge of young people coming back and they work remotely, um, but then they get to take advantage of the lower cost of living and uh, all the natural amenities, slower pace of life, things like that. Anything else you'd like to add, Sam? No, I think we've I think we've covered a, a pretty good broad base on this topic. It's certainly a topic of interest to us as well. Well, thank you so much for taking time to answer our listeners' question. I appreciate it. Thank you. Big thanks to Idaho Department of Labor economist Sam Walkenhauer for helping us think through this episode and to question asker Melissa Hamilton. Of course, there are other factors that we didn't touch on that could also be important for retirees in the West Central Mountains, things like access to quality health care. For her part, Melissa hopes younger families like hers find ways to connect with one another and put down roots. She thinks her community can have a good mix of young and old families if given the right tools. I like that response by The Economist, and um, I'm in a fortunate position in my job to be able to help that community 
grow. So I think that's an excellent opportunity for the area to investigate how to bring tech to the area and improve our infrastructure with internet services and then just improve our skill base. If you're interested in learning more about what's going on in the West Central Mountains, be sure to listen to our previous episode about a mining project in the region. I am concerned about the environmental consequences, and I'm thinking generations. I'm thinking of my grandchildren and great-grandchildren. You can listen to the full story on Midas Gold by subscribing to the podcast on iTunes, NPR One, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Boise Music Project, Up is the Down is the, for our theme music. Now, what stories should we tell together in 2019? What's made you curious about Idaho, the people who call it home, its history, or its future? Boise State Public Radio needs your questions to make this podcast. Like, seriously, if Melissa hadn't asked her question, you wouldn't be hearing my voice right now. So do me a favor. Get curious. We take all questions from the quirky to the serious, and then listeners like you decide which ones we report. Sometimes the people who ask the questions even participate in the journalism. So be bold. Go to boisestatepublicradio.org and let us know what you want to know. Stay curious, Idaho. Idaho.